Welcome to Week 15, All the Balls. Justin Miller here again. Unfortunately, no Jake Platter and no Connor Howe. Yes, it is 1 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. We did this show a lot earlier today, technically yesterday, but unfortunately the voice recording never ended up saving. So here I am at 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to do the show by myself. We talked about a lot today. We were actually talking for 90 minutes here today. Connor Howe and Jake Platter did a phenomenal job with me. I'm going to quickly explain to you the whole show. This is going to be the show 1 o'clock in the morning. I'll tell you everything we talked about here today. A quick little rundown. Week 15, all the balls. Once again, thank you for joining me here again. We're going to start off with a quick little Patriots-Rams recap. Terrible game last night that the Rams won 24-3. Then after that, we're going to have something a little new this week on the show. It's going to be called the 20-question series of three-quarters of the way through the NFL season. I'm going to be telling you guys 20 different questions that me, Connor, and Jake talked about today, and I'll be giving you the answers to all of those questions. A lot of interesting topics, including some future Super Bowl halftime performances along with MVPs of the season and all different kinds of stuff that I'll be telling you about here on Week 15. We're going to talk a little bit about the 56-game regular season for the NHL and what it means for the league alongside the 72-game NBA season schedule and what that means for the league. And then we're going to talk some more NFL 20 questions. We kind of split that up into two different segments because there are 20 questions. That took up a lot of our time here today. And then, of course, we have our NFL picks, locks, games of the week, bold predictions, and then finally, a quick little fantasy football mailbag. We got some questions from Mike Craddy, some questions from Matt Doran and Jacob Siegel, all supplying us with some great questions for week 14 of the NFL season. So once again, we did this for about 90 minutes here today. It was a very long show. A nice job by everyone, Connor Howe, Jake Platter, with some great information. But once again, I am Justin Miller. This is week 15 of All the Balls, and thank you for everyone that always listens to the show. So to start this segment off here tonight, going to talk a bit, a little bit about what happened last night in that Patriots-Rams game. And let me just start off by saying what a terrible performance it was by the Patriots. Cam Newton last night, another putrid performance. And the thing is, the Patriots, all us fans were so excited because we had this long LA trip. The first game, you beat the Chargers 45 to nothing and all the Patriots fans, their hopes are up high. You saw their offense, you saw their defense, you saw their special teams. Gunnar Oshevsky looked like the absolute man in that game. The special teams was awesome. Cody Davis blocking the kick and Devin McCourty just returning it for a touchdown. The Patriots were hitting all the right buttons. Like Bill Belichick always says, your offense, defense, and special teams, all three phases of the game. And that Chargers game, the Patriots just had everything clicking. And then a couple nights later, Thursday night football last night, Fans are thinking, you know what, the Patriots might have a chance. You win out the rest of your games. We might be watching some Patriots playoff football once again. And then you get off to that start. Cam Akers just runs the ball all over the Patriots' defense. And already five minutes into the game, the Patriots are already trailing. And just just a change of emotions from one L.A. team to the other. I know the Chargers aren't a good team, but then you go out last night and you think maybe the Patriots really have a shot. They're playing good football going into the game. They've won four of their last five football games. And then you got three division games after the Rams game. So you never know. There could be a chance last night, and the Patriots just blew it. They completely blew it. Cam Newton looked like basically the quarterback he's been all season, and that's nothing special at all. Just for some reason, he can't throw the football straight. You're watching the game last night. Looks like you can't even half his throws just going into the ground. I don't know what his problem is. I don't know what Bill Belichick saw in him. And there's a reason a lot of these teams in the NFL just didn't want to take a chance on Cam Newton this season. Whatever he is, is he still injured? He can't run as fast. He he obviously all these injuries are still affecting him. And it's just unfortunate because you get a guy on the roster named Jarrett Stinham. He came into the game last night and it just you look at the game and you see, man, this guy has a better arm than Cam Newton does. You you see what it was he five for seven for twenty seven yards. He comes into the game and he looked pretty good. He, He I know he didn't play a lot, he threw seven passes, but it looked like it was already an upgrade over from what Cam Newton did in that game last night. And once again, Cam Newton was terrible. Yes, he was nine for sixteen throwing the ball, but still, some of those some of those passes, just like I said, going into the ground, overthrowing Nikhil Harry and that ball in the end zone, and then that that awful interception that he threw, whether it was 
J-Man Harris's fault or Cam Newton's. It's a throw you got to throw into the ground. That Rams defense is really good. Cam Newton last night was just it was terrible. It was a bad performance. And also talk about the play calling in that game from last night. I thought it was pathetic play calling from Josh McDaniels. They couldn't make it any more obvious that they were running the ball at the goal line. Some of the situational football last night was just very bad. McDaniels is one of the better offensive coordinators in the league. And last night, just he didn't look like himself. I mean, at the goal line, running the ball four straight times to try to get a touchdown, he obviously has no no confidence in his quarterback, Cam Newton. And whether it's Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, or James White out there running the football, the Patriots just they couldn't get it going all night. Only the second time since 2002 that the Patriots scored either three points or under. It's just, it's just a real bad performance. I don't care whether Julian Edelman was playing or not. Still out with that injury that he has. There's no excuses for no Edelman. There's no excuses for this terrible offense. Jacoby Myers, Gunnar Oshevsky, Nikhil Harry, Demir Bird. These receivers are not the receivers that the Patriots are used to having. It's a bad roster that Bill Belichick's put out there the last really two or three years. One of the main reasons why Tom Brady didn't want to be here anymore was the surrounding talent on the offensive side of the ball. And then you look at the tight ends we have with the guys we drafted, whether it's Devin Asie, and then you got Ryan Izzo, who's now out for the season. Dalton Keene played the most snaps he's played all season. I mean, these guys are contributing nothing. The offensive line, usually a strength of the team, very, very poor performance by that whole offensive line last night. Jermaine Illuminar getting blown up on a couple plays. Joe Tooney and Shaq Mason not playing their best football like they usually are. And then David Andrews just not having his best game either. So just just some holes at the tackle positions. David Andrews not 100% probably healthy after that unbelievable – well, his lungs at the offseason. That's never something, to, something that – it's going to be something to be big-time nervous about if you're David Andrews. And he just hasn't been himself. And the main concern to me is just this offense. The offense – the defense has some good pieces in Chase Winovich and Josh Uche. You obviously have a great secondary with Jackson and Gilmore and the McCourty still know how to play football. But to me, you look at the offensive side of the football, they're not playing good. They really haven't played good the whole entire season. And people are saying the path to the playoffs is still open. The team's six and seven. Yes, you still got three divisional games left against the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins. But man, even if you win out, if you go nine and seven in these games, you're going to need a lot of other things to happen. You're going to have the tiebreaker over the Raiders if you're better than them, the tiebreaker over the Ravens, but still, you need a lot of things to happen starting this weekend. You need the Dolphins to really – you can't have the Dolphins win a lot more football games. You need the Chiefs to take care of business against the Dolphins. It would be nice if the Browns took care of business over the Ravens. And don't forget, the Patriots still got to beat the Dolphins. You got to beat the Bills, and you got to beat the Jets, and those are not giving me games starting with the game in Miami, which the Patriots are not accustomed to usually winning that game down in Florida. So there's a lot that needs to happen. I'm sick of the playoff talk. The playoffs going into the season were maybe a possibility. And of course, they still are a possibility. I think I saw today it's under a 26% shot that they do make the playoffs. But right now, they shouldn't be talking playoffs. They got to figure out the quarterback situation. And Bill Belichick said it's going to be Cam Newton. And for some reason, it seems like he doesn't want it to be Stidham. And he never really did want it to be Stidham from the beginning of the season until now. If I'm Bill Belichick, if I'm Robert Kraft, I tell Bill Belichick to make the change. Make Jared Stidham the quarterback. These are some good opponents you have coming up in Miami and Buffalo. And it would be a good situation to put Stidham in to see what he has. Down in Miami, like I said, they usually lose this game. And against the best team in the division, the Buffalo Bills, see what Jared Stidham has. Because right now, Cam Newton is not the answer. I don't think he's 100% healthy, but there's no excuses. I don't think Cam Newton still is what he used to be, and that's obvious. He's not his MVP self, and he hasn't been his MVP self for a very long time. Yes, he's had a couple of good years of football, and he's been a good quarterback in the past. But I don't trust him anymore. I don't think it's a good situation to put him in. A Patriots team that's basically going to be rebuilding after Tom Brady left, and just a roster that's really just not in a good situation right now. So if I'm I'm Bill Belichick, if I'm Robert Kraft, I make the change pretty soon. I'm telling you, I don't think Cam Newton's the answer at quarterback. I let the kid play, Jared Stenham. He has a good arm. Yes, he's thrown a couple interceptions, but I think you got to let him play. If you don't have him play now, then when is it? Are you going to draft the quarterback like Trey Lance or Zach Wilson in the upcoming draft, or are you going to trust the kid in Jared Stenham? Or is Cam Newton going to come back next season? The Patriots have a lot of decisions to make. The team's 6-7 and seven right now. The playoffs aren't likely. But once again, whether you say this has been a good season or a bad season, it's been a disappointment that Cam Newton, to me, 
has been the quarterback for the most part. I wanted to see Stidham from the start. Yes, we got excited when the Patriots did sign Cam Newton. We thought they could maybe be better, but now 6-7. and seven, You did win four of your last five games going into last night's game. But overall, it was a bad performance from all three phases of the game. Offense, defense, and special teams. Very disappointing after what you did to the Chargers. And yes, the Chargers aren't a good football team. The Patriots slaughtered them 45 to nothing. But me as a fan, I was expecting more last night. I was expecting a competitive game. And unfortunately, the Patriots just weren't competitive from the very start all the way until the end. And a very disappointing end to that game as well. Just It didn't look like they ever really – they weren't in the game. They weren't in the game last night. Cam Newton wasn't good. The offense wasn't good. The defense could not stop the run. Cam Akers looked like he was going to be the, the old Heisman, could have been the MVP. Cam Akers looked like the best running back in football last night. So overall, disappointment. And that's a big disappointment going into some key divisional games coming up. So that's my Patriots chat real quick to start off the show. Once again, I'm Justin Miller. Unfortunately, Connor Howell and Jake Platter not with me at 1 a.m. But that's how we're going to start the show today. Quick recap of the Patriots-Rams game last night. A big disappointment if you are a Patriots fan like myself. Now, on to the next part of the show. Part one of our NFL 20-question series. Yes, we are three-quarters of the way through the NFL season. So I wrote a little thing this week, 20 different questions. Yes, I have Connor's answers. Yes, I have Jake's answers. I'll be telling you everything that we discussed in today's show. 20 questions coming at you right now. I'll tell you my answers, Jake's answers, and Connor's answers. Here we go with question number one. Once again, thanks for listening to me. One o'clock in the morning. I didn't think this would be happening right now. Here we go with question number one. Who, in your opinion, has been the most disappointing team in the NFL? Connor went with the Arizona Cardinals. Definitely a disappointing team. I do not think Kyler Murray is healthy, though. Uh, He is definitely not 100% this season. And Jake went with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He thought that Tom Brady and this offense would be even better. Right now, Arizona and Tampa Bay, definitely both disappointing teams. My answer to this one was the Baltimore Ravens. I went with the Baltimore Ravens because of what happened last season. The Baltimore Ravens were cruising through that season. Basically a sure lock to make the AFC Championship until the Tennessee Titans said, we have a different answer and we're going to beat you guys. And that's exactly what the Titans did last season. Lamar Jackson looked like an unbelievable quarterback last season. And yes, you can't blame him for COVID getting in the way this season. A lot of the Ravens have dealt with COVID throughout the season. And unfortunately, this Ravens team has just never really been 100%. But still, you expect more than this team. You expect them to be better than the Cleveland Browns. You expect them to compete with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And right now this season, the Baltimore Ravens have been a huge disappointment to me. So they're my number one disappointment so far in this 2020 NFL season. Question number two. Which team has exceeded your expectations the most? Jake went with the Washington football team, especially after that huge win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a very good choice by Platter. And Connor went with a team in the same division. He went with the New York Giants, both teams that are playing some good football right now in an NFC East division that is wide open to all four teams. I stuck in the AFC North. I went with the Cleveland Browns as the team that's exceeded my expectations the most so far this season. I went with Cleveland because... Listen, you got a new coach in Stefanski. Odell Beckham has not been healthy for mostly the entire season. That defense has been awesome basically the entire way for Cleveland. And listen, the team's 9-3 and right now. Who would have thought that the Cleveland Browns are 9-3? and A chance to make the playoffs, basically a lock to basically make the playoffs. A 90% chance right now that the Browns are finally going to be back in the playoffs. But once again, this team's 9-3. and They've been awesome without Odell Beckham. Baker Mayfield's had a resurgent season. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb look unstoppable. That offensive line has been fantastic. Jarvis Landry has stepped up without Odell Beckham. The Cleveland Browns, the team that's exceeded my expectations the most so far. Like I said, Connor and Jake picked Washington and the Giants. Question number three. Going back to a question from previous weeks. Right now, what's your Super Bowl matchup if the season ended today? All three of us went with the same answer. A couple weeks back, me and Jake said it would be the Kansas City Chiefs and the Seattle Seahawks, but all three of us have the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Green Bay Packers, Patrick Mahomes against Aaron Rodgers. Get your popcorn ready. I told Jake and Connor today, man, I'd be drinking all day if this was the case. This would be an awesome Super Bowl. Two of the best quarterbacks in the game and Mahomes and Rodgers. Talk about offense with Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, 
this would be a Super Bowl for the ages. Right now, we just don't see anybody stopping Kansas City. We think the Chiefs are a lot better than the Steelers. And the NFC is a little more wide open than the AFC is. But right now, Green Bay is the team that stands out to me that's playing the best football. I think they have an underrated defense with the Smiths, Preston, Zedarius. The secondary is playing pretty good. And if you have Aaron Rodgers on your team, anything's possible. He has a great offense with Devontae Adams, like I just said, and Aaron Jones. So all three of us are going to go with the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs if the season ended today. Question number four. Who's the NFL MVP and who are the two runners up? So my list went Patrick Mahomes one, Dalvin Cook two, and Russell Wilson three. And then Connor and Jake went with pretty much the same. They had Patrick Mahomes and Dalvin Cook in there. But their number three was Josh Allen. They have Josh Allen over Russell Wilson. And all four of those players definitely in the MVP conversation right now. But I think if the season ended today, Patrick Mahomes is the clear favorite. Just the season he's had in Kansas City again. They only have one loss. He's played sensational football from week one up until right now. But, man, you got to be talking about Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's been an unbelievable running back for the Minnesota Vikings. Seems like he has over 100 yards in every single football game he plays. So, once again, great choices. I think it's going to come down to Mahomes and Dalvin Cook. Again, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, two quarterbacks that are also playing great football so far this season. But right now, if the season ended today, all three of us say Patrick Mahomes will be the MVP. Could be the Super Bowl MVP if the Chiefs make it that far. Question number five. Should the Philadelphia Eagles have gone with Jalen Hurts over or over Carson Wentz a lot sooner? Or was now the right decision to make this choice? And all three of us said, you know what? They've stuck with Carson Wentz all the way up until now. And we think that this was the right decision to make. And it was a good time to make the decision because, listen, the Philadelphia Eagles are still very much in the playoff race, just like everybody else is in the NFC East, Washington, the Eagles, the Cowboys. Everybody in this division still has a chance, the Giants. And listen, Carson Wentz just isn't playing good football. He hasn't played good football in a pretty long time. This Philadelphia Eagles team is in dire straits right now. They need the solution. And we think that Jalen Hurts could be that solution They're going to throw him into a tough situation going up against the New Orleans Saints this weekend. So it's definitely not going to be easy for him. But we think you got to make the decision now. See what you have in the rookie, Jalen Hurts. And if if all goes according to plan, then Jalen Hurts could be the answer to quarterback. And Carson Wentz might be on his way out after the season. So all three of us do agree that this was the right time to make the decision, even though they have a very tough game this weekend against the Saints. I'm going to be very interested to see what Jalen Hurts does in his Philadelphia Eagles debut here on Sunday, which is now actually tomorrow. Question number six. Rank these rookie quarterbacks one to three so far. All three of us had all the same answers for this as well. The three quarterbacks are Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, and Joe Burrow. All three of us said our number one quarterback right now, Justin Herbert. Number two, Joe Burrow. And number three, Tua Tagovailoa. And we all think that Justin Herbert definitely has the best future. He obviously had some trouble against the Patriots last week, but he's definitely been the best quarterback out of the rookies so far. Joe Burrow also having a very good season so far as well. Unfortunately for him, his season did get cut short with that brutal injury that he suffered a couple weeks ago. And then Tua Tagovailoa was all number three for us. Listen, he hasn't been that bad, but once again, he still has to show that he has some... He has an arm for this league with his accuracy not been the best so far. He has been pretty good these last couple of weeks as he has the Dolphins in the AFC East race at the moment. So Justin Herbert won, Joe Burrow two, and Tua Tagovailoa three. All three of us did have the same for that. Question number seven. Which rookie has surprised us the most so far this season? Jake went with Antonio Gibson as a close second because he's also had a great season, the running back for the Washington football team. But all three of us went with the wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson. The reason I went with Justin so far, the Minnesota Vikings came into the season with only really one receiver that has has success in this football league so far, and Adam Thielen. They shipped out Stephon Diggs to Buffalo, and people were saying the, the Minnesota Vikings really didn't have that number two wide receiver. And then Justin Jefferson, they draft. They draft him out of LSU. Nobody really knew what to expect from this guy. And all of a sudden, man, this guy's been one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League, and he's only a rookie. He's, what, 21, 22 years old? Justin Jefferson was a clear choice for me, along with Connor and Jake. He surprised us definitely a lot this season. He's made Kirk Cousins look a lot better, and he's made that Minnesota Vikings offense a lot of fun to watch. 
very playoff worthy. This Minnesota Vikings team has a big playoff game coming up. Could be a playoff preview coming up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team on Sunday. So Justin Jefferson has surprised us all the most so far this season. On to question number eight. Question number eight is, if you're an NFL franchise, who do you want as your franchise quarterback? Would you rather take Kyler Murray or would you take Deshaun Watson? Connor and Jake both went with Deshaun Watson, the quarterback of the Houston Texans, for this one. Listen, this is you could go either way for this one. I went with Kyler Murray. I disagree with him. The reason why is, don't get me wrong, I think Deshaun Watson has a better arm than Kyler Murray does. But I went with Kyler Murray for a couple of reasons. He's two and a half years younger. He's 23 years old, and Deshaun Watson's 25 years old. I know it's not much of a difference, but I don't think Kyler Murray's been 100% healthy this season. I think he has a lot to prove in this league. I, th- I still think he has a lot to show. going to be a great quarterback for many years to come. Like I said, I think Deshaun Watson has the better arm, but I think Kyler Murray's the player that has a better chance of making it to a Super Bowl than Deshaun Watson does. Yes, I think he has a better supporting cast right now with DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. But if I'm a franchise picking between the two, I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. I like his future outlook a little more than Deshaun Watson's. And I think, like I said, I don't think he's 100% healthy right now. Kyler Murray is a guy that could easily win the MVP next season. On to question number five. Excuse me, number nine. What's more important to you when drafting? Finding elite defensive lineman or an elite defensive cornerback? All three of us went with an elite defensive lineman, and here's the reason why. If you think about it, if you're watching the game last night, the Patriots game, Aaron Donald completely changed that game last night. If you have an elite defensive lineman that gets to the quarterback, say, between, what, three, five, six seconds, then it's not really going to matter what cornerback you have out there. The lineman's going to get to the quarterback so fast that the quarterback's going to have to make a decision whether he wants to get sacked or throw the ball away. If you have an elite defensive lineman, the cornerback, how elite he is, won't necessarily matter as much as if you have an elite defensive lineman like an Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack or something. Don't get me wrong. Having an elite cornerback is very crucial. Watching some of these cornerbacks like Stephon Gilmore and Jalen Rams, you obviously want to have a guy like that. But having an elite defensive lineman is a little more important when whether you're starting an NFL franchise or drafting a guy. If you have that elite defensive lineman, I would take him over that elite defensive cornerback. And Connor and Jake will both agree with me on that one as well. On to question number 10 here. And question number 10 is, at the moment, if the fantasy draft was happening for next year, say tomorrow or next week, what are your number one, number two, and number three picks in order? I went with, I would take Christian McCaffrey, number one, Dalvin Cook, number two, and Derrick Henry, number three. Connor went with the same as me, Christian McCaffrey, one, Dalvin Cook, two, and Derrick Henry, three. And then Jake said Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara, three. Listen, these are four great running backs. Obviously, running backs are usually top-heavy at the at the top of the fantasy football drafts. And me and Connor are just a little more big De- Derrick Henry fans than Jake is. Listen, you get a guy like Derrick Henry that's going to carry the ball about 25, 30 times a game. It seems like he's going to get you at least 15, 16, 17 fantasy football points a game. I mean, you can't go wrong if you take McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, whether you take them one, two, three, or four. These are probably going to be the top four picks next season. Don't forget about Saquon Barkley either. But me and Connor agreed with this a little more. Jake said he would take Alvin Kamara at number three. So either way, you can't really go wrong with any of those guys. All obviously some of the best running backs in the game. Going to take a quick little break from our 20-question segment. Those were the first 10 questions of the show. Once again, thank you for joining me here tonight, Justin Miller. Again, unfortunately, we did the show earlier today with Connor and Jake, but unfortunately, the recording did get, for some reason, it just never saved. So I said to them, you know what? I'll do it again. We'll get week 15, all the balls done with right now. And for those of you listening here right now, week 16 is going to be huge next week. We're going to have our NBA prediction special going to include our Eastern and Western Conference playoff teams, our projections for every single team in the league, comeback player of the year, most improved player of the year. We'll tell you who's going to be in the championship, what the New York Knicks will finish, how Jason Tatum is going to do this season. We will tell you everything that you need to know about this upcoming NBA season. That will be next week on Week 16, All the Balls. So stay tuned for our NBA prediction special happening next week live from Connor's house. Can't wait for the episode next week.
Our next segment of the show is going to be pretty quick. Just We're going to talk about the NHL and NBA on a perspective. For those of you that don't know, the NHL is planning on having a 56-game regular season, and the NBA is going to have a 72-game regular season. So we talked about this a little bit on the show here today. We just talked about what it really meant for the league. And basically our overall our overall thing was you got to worry about COVID, first of all, because you don't know whether you're playing 56 games or whether you're playing 72 games if you're going to finish the season. The NBA is planning on playing 72 games. They usually play 82, so it's only a 10-game difference. But if you're the NHL, you're only planning on playing 56 games. That's a 26-game difference than what you're used to playing with the 82 games on the schedule for both the NBA and NHL. So to me, if I'm the NHL, if I'm Gary Bettman, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. If first I'm going to get all the games in, first of all, but on the other hand, I want to play more than 56 games if I'm the NHL. It just seems like too much of a shortened season compared to the NBA. You're playing 72 games. It's only a 10-game difference from what you normally play. So the NHL only playing 56 games. I am a little disappointed with that, unfortunately. It's going to be a really short season for these NHL players. They are starting later than usual. I think they're starting around January 24th or something like that. They're trying to start the season then. But again, the NBA, 72 games, 82 games. It's not much of a difference. Only 10 games shorter than what they normally do play. Like we were talking about on the show today, we hope it doesn't become an issue that some of these teams play in the same venue. For example, the Bruins and Celtics playing at the TD Garden. The Red Wings playing at the same place that the Pistons play. Obviously, the New York Rangers playing in Madison Square Garden like the New York Knicks. Then you got the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Minnesota Wild. So some of these teams that are playing at the same venue, hopefully it doesn't make COVID a little worse in the long run. But all in all, we hope hope that the NBA and NHL will get the right amount of games in for these seasons to actually happen. NHL playing 56 games, NBA playing 72 games. The NBA season actually got started. The preseason got started tonight, technically last night, but... Five games just got underway in the NBA preseason. John Wall already off to a great start for the Houston Rockets, and they had a nice win tonight in the preseason. But going back to the schedule, me, Jake, and Connor, all of our concerns are just hopefully this NBA and NHL season, all the games get played. It's definitely going to be hard. You've seen in college basketball that a lot of these games have already got canceled. Only 80% of the games have actually happened so far, which isn't too bad. You know, we're in a we're in a once in a lifetime pandemic we're dealing with right now. So the concern is make sure these players stay healthy, make sure all the games or at least eighty, ninety percent of the games do happen, and then hopefully we can get through this without having to go in another bubble. Whether the NBA was in Orlando, the NHL went to a couple different sites. Hopefully bubbles aren't needed and hopefully fans will actually be able to attend games in the NHL and the NBA. I'm very excited to see what happens. The NBA season and how the regular season less than two weeks away. The NHL season still about four or five weeks away from kicking off. But overall, it's definitely going to be different. 56 and 72 games, not what we're accustomed to as fans or as players, owners, managers, whatever you are. But the main thing here is COVID is still happening and it's getting worse right now. We want these players to remain safe. We want the coaches to be safe and we want the fans to be safe as well. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. The season's definitely going to be a little different to what we're used to, but hopefully the games do happen, whether whether some NBA teams play 65 games and some other ones play 69 games, or in the NHL, if some teams can only play 50 games and the others play 54. The main thing is these seasons should happen, whether some teams play more games than others, that's still to be determined. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but the NBA and NHL getting underway here shortly. Hopefully, like I said, most of these games, if not all of them, will be able to at least happen. Hopefully, 80 to 90% are somewhere in that range. So that's our quick little couple minutes on the NBA and NHL schedules. It's definitely going to be weird. It's definitely going to be a weird year. The year almost over, a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic going on as these schedules just get shortened. It's definitely, it's definitely weird, all the stuff that's been going on in this crazy world right now. All right, here's the deal. We're going to finish the 20 questions right now. We're going to get to our second part of them. You heard 1 through 10, and I'm going to be giving you 11 through 20 right now. I'll be telling you what me, Connor, and Jake, definitely what we all decided here earlier on the show. So question number 11, who's been the most disappointing player this season so far in the National Football League? 
I went with Carson Wentz. The reason why, obviously, you've seen Carson Wentz this season. He's been pathetic. We already talked about this earlier in the show. He hasn't been a good quarterback, and that's one of the main reasons why Jalen Hurts is now the Eagles' starting quarterback for probably the rest of the season. And then the other disappointing players so far, I have them right here. Connor and Jake, they went a little differently than me. They both did agree that Carson Wentz has been a big, big big-time disappointment so far this season. Actually, Connor also went with Carson Wentz as his most disappointing player this season. But Jake went with Ezekiel Elliott, the running back for the Dallas Cowboys. He's been a big disappointment. It hasn't helped him that he lost his quarterback in Dak Prescott. But even losing Dak Prescott, you expect more from Ezekiel Elliott. The offensive line hasn't been the same for the Dallas Cowboys. They've been a very bad team this entire season. So Jake went with Ezekiel Elliott, definitely not helping fantasy owners either. And Connor agreed with me that Carson Wentz has been the most disappointing player in the NFL this season. Question number 12, which player has exceeded your expectations the most this season? Connor went with Baker Mayfield. We talked about the Cleveland Browns earlier. He's had one of his best seasons so far, even without Odell Beckham doing a phenomenal job down in Cleveland. Jake went with Derek Carr. Very interesting situation that Derek Carr's in this season. Only turned the ball over five times compared to 24 touchdowns this season. Derek Carr's had a very good season for the Las Vegas Raiders. And the player I went with that exceeded my expectations the most so far has been Stephon Diggs. Listen, he's in a different situation than he's used to. He's used to be playing with Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. They ship him out to Buffalo to play with Josh Allen, who's a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. And a lot of us thought maybe it's a different situation. He's not used to playing with a different quarterback. He's playing in Buffalo now. He's in a different conference in a different division. But man, Stephon Diggs has looked better than ever. He's had one of the best seasons of his life. He's been the number one man down in Buffalo. He's had probably been top five receiver in the NFL this season. In fantasy drafts, he got drafted in round five, six. He's a guy that's been worthy of round two, maybe even three in some fantasy drafts. So Stephon Diggs has exceeded my expectations the most along with Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr for Connor and Jake. On to question number 13. Question number 13, if the season ended today, who's your coach of the year? Jake went with Sean Payton of the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, always a candidate for coach of the year, one of the best coaches in the National Football League. Connor went with a different Sean. He went with Sean McDermott, another guy that's just come a long way. Sean McDermott coaching up a great Buffalo Bills team, doing a great job, a team that has a chance to go very far in the AFC this season. And the coach that I said that would be my pick for coach of the year right now is the coach of the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski. Like I said earlier on the show today, you had a guy by the name of Freddie Kittens. I like to call him Freddie Kittens. Freddie Kittens was the coach of the Cleveland Browns last season. You get Kevin Stefanski from the Minnesota Vikings. He's done a phenomenal job with his football team. The Browns are 9-3. and three. Odell Beckham is out, but they haven't missed a beat. The running backs, like I said before, are doing a great job. Baker Mayfield having his best season under Kevin Stefanski, and I think Kevin Stefanski is one of the main reasons why this is a Cleveland Browns team that's going to be in the playoffs this season. And watch out. They might be a team that's flying a little bit under the radar right now, the way they're playing football. So I'm going to go with Kevin Stefanski. On to question number 14. Question number 14, I said you got to rank these wide receivers one to three. The three wide receivers are Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and DeAndre Hopkins. Connor, Jake, both agreed with this. They went with Devontae Adams one, DeAndre Hopkins two, and Tyreek Hill three. I agreed with them that Tyreek Hill is number three, but I said DeAndre Hopkins is number one. Listen, these are three of the greatest receivers, three of the best receivers in the game. I said DeAndre Hopkins was number one just because he's been with a couple of different quarterbacks. Listen, he's been with Deshaun Watson, very great, very great wide receiver with Deshaun Watson. And then he makes the switch over to Kyler Murray, and he really hasn't missed a beat. I think if you put DeAndre Hopkins with Aaron Rodgers, you can expect similar results, if not better, than what Devontae Adams has done his entire career with Aaron Rodgers. But listen, this is one of those questions where you can't go wrong either way. Whether it's Tyreek Hill, whether it's DeAndre Hopkins, or whether it's Devontae Adams, these are three of the best receivers in the game. All three of these guys would be great with really any quarterback, whether it's Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady. I mean, these are three great receivers, so you can't go wrong either way with any of these guys. Question number 15. This is a different question. We've seen games on every day of the week this season because of what's happened with COVID. 
We've seen games on Tuesday. We've seen games on Wednesday. We've seen games on Friday, even Saturday. Would you rather switch it up next season and put games on different days of the week, whether it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, or do you think the, the NFL should just keep it the same and have Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football? Connor said to keep it the same. He likes it the way it is. He loves his football, but he said just keep it the way it is. Me and Jake said, you know what? Why not add another day? Me and Jake, we both said add Tuesday night football to this late. You already have Monday night. What's going to be the difference if you have Tuesday night football? You already have Thursday night football. We say the more football, the better. Listen, we don't want football every day of the week. We don't want Wednesday night. We don't want Friday night. We don't want football every single night. But you know what? You already have Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Why not add one more day of the week and have four of the seven days NFL football nights? I mean, I don't think you can go wrong whether you add whether you add a Tuesday game, a Friday game. But I think if you had one more night, four nights of football a week wouldn't wouldn't sound bad to me. On to question number 16. Question number 16 is, what player that didn't perform how you hoped this season will bounce back next season? This was a little bit of a different question. I went with Kenny Galladay for this one. And listen, even though Kenny Galladay's hurt this season, he's a great wide receiver. Unfortunately, he hasn't really played a lot this season. And I hope he plays in these upcoming weeks because he's on my fantasy team. Jake actually traded Kenny Galladay to me earlier in the season. So I'd go with Kenny Galladay. So Kenny Galladay is the choice for me. I think he's going to have a great season next season. Has a chance to be one of the top five, top ten wide receivers in the NFL. Jake's answer for this question, he said that he thinks Zach Ertz is going to bounce back next season. Zach Kurtz has been battling injuries for the Eagles the entire season, so I think that's a very good choice by Jake to go with Zach Ertz. He's a guy that's he's he was one of the top three, five best tight ends in the league. I think he's gone a little downhill in these last couple of years, maybe because of his injuries, but we'll see what happens with that. And then Connor actually said that his bounce back guy for next season is going to be Tom Brady. So the ageless wonder. Connor goes with the ageless wonder. He thinks Tom Brady is going to bounce back and has even better season next season than he did this season. And listen, I don't think he's been terrible this season. He's in a new situation in Tampa Bay. you got to get accustomed to the warmer weather down there. But Kenny Galladay, Zach Ertz, Tom Brady, all guys that could definitely bounce back next season. Question number 17. Was the Pittsburgh Steelers' loss going to be good for them in the long run against the Washington football team, or is it really just not going to matter at all? And all three of us agreed with this. We said, really, it's just not going to matter that much. I don't think that this team is going to go to the Super Bowl, and neither does Connor, and neither does Jake. We don't think this loss is going to really matter that much in the long run. Listen, I said earlier in the show here today that if they did go undefeated in the regular season, it definitely puts a little more weight on their shoulders because we all know what happened in 2007 with the New England Patriots going undefeated and then unfortunately losing that Super Bowl to the New York Giants. So definitely... If the Steelers did go undefeated in the regular season, it would put a little more pressure on their backs, but I don't think the loss is really going to matter that much. I still think they're probably going to be the one seed, maybe the two seed. Don't forget that does matter a lot this season because only one team does get a bye, but all three of us agree that it's not really going to matter too much in the long run, whether they won that game, whether they lost that game. Question number 18. I named five different tight ends, and I said to Connor and Jake, you know what? Rank these tight ends one to five. The five tight ends are Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, and Jason Witten. So I said you got to rank these guys one to five, and I'll tell you what these guys have right here. For me, I said to them, listen, these are five of the best tight ends probably to ever play the game. Connor reminded me today that you got to put Shannon Sharp on that list because Shannon Sharp's also one of the best tight ends to ever do it. But Jake went with number one, Tony Gonzalez, number two, Travis Kelsey, number three, Rob Gronkowski, number four, Antonio Gates, and number five, Jason Witten. The one thing that we all agreed about this is we all had Jason Witten five. Connor went with Travis Kelsey one, Rob Gronkowski two, Tony Gonzalez three, Antonio Gates, four, and Jason Witten, five. In my list, I went with Tony Gonzalez, one, Rob Gronkowski, two, Antonio Gates, three, Travis Kelsey, four, and Jason Witten, five. Listen, I mean, you can argue this for days, for months, for years. 
But in the long run, these are five of the greatest tight ends that have played the game. All five of these guys, future Hall of Famers, if they're already not in the Hall of Fame. So whether it's Rob Gronkowski, whether it's Travis Kelsey, whether it's Gates, whether it's Tony Gonzalez, whether it's Jason Witten, these are the five of the best tight ends to ever lace up the lace it up. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these guys. But a very interesting answer from Connor and Jake. Very interesting that we all had Jason Witten fifth among these guys. Question number nine consists of Gillette Stadium, consists of Tom Brady. And question number 19 is, what's going to be the reaction when Tom Brady returns to Foxborough next season? For those of you that don't know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are scheduled to visit Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts next season. This is going to be the return of Tom Brady to the place he played his entire football career before going to Raymond James Stadium down in Tampa Bay, Florida. Connor and Jake agreed with me for this one. I said, what's the reaction going to be? I said it's going to be about 99% sharing. And the, the 5 or 10 people, 1% of people that aren't sharing, the people that are booing, the absolute morons of this world that are going to be booing Tom Brady. I mean, come on. If you go to this game, if you're a fan of the National Football League, you got to be cheering Tom Brady. The stadium's going to be rolling and rocking the whole way through. When Tom Brady comes up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's going to be one of the loudest you'll ever hear at Gillette Stadium. Everybody clapping, everybody screaming for the best quarterback that's ever played the national football in the National Football League. I mean, this guy won six Super Bowls in Foxborough. He went to nine different Super Bowls with the New England Patriots. I mean, what more could you ask for from this guy? The whole stadium better be on their feet, cheering, clapping, screaming, yelling, pushing, and shoving each other. I mean... Obviously, you're going to see those five or ten morons that are just booing. I mean, but come on, you you see people like that everywhere. Those people don't know what they're talking about. But 99, close to 100 percent of the building should be on their feet, clapping, screaming, doing whatever the heck they can, making some noise. That's going to be an unbelievable day in Foxborough, Massachusetts, when Tom Brady comes out in unfortunately a different uniform than he's used to being in Foxborough. And finally. Question number 20. It's a little different question I went with here. I said, the weekend is performing at this year's Super Bowl down in Tampa Bay. If you could have one group or one artist perform that's never performed at the Super Bowl, who would it be? Jake went with Rihanna. Jake loves Rihanna. He's a huge Rihanna fan. He loves her voice. He loves looking at her. He loves her eyes. And man, if Rihanna came out to perform at the Super Bowl, who wouldn't love to see that? Connor went a little bit off the path here. He actually said that his choice would be Christina Aguilera. I was a little surprised by this, but another person that would put on an absolute unbelievable Super Bowl performance. So Rihanna, Christina Aguilera, and my choice for the Super Bowl halftime show, I said, I want to see a little mix. I want to see a little Jason Derulo mixed up with a little country, some Florida Georgia line. Come on, you see some riding solo. Jason Derulo singing In My Head, Talking Dirty, and then mix it up with a little Florida Georgia line, singing his country stuff. I think that would be a great duo. You put Jason Derulo out there with Florida Georgia line, everybody better be on their feet for that. Jake said, come on, how about some Flo Rida? The Super Bowl's in Florida. Put some Flo Rida. He's never been at the Super Bowl halftime show either. But, I mean, whether it's Christina Aguilera, Rihanna, Jason Derulo, Florida Georgia line, Flo Rida, it's going to be an entertaining halftime show, whoever you put out there. Lady Gaga, we've seen in the past. We've seen some crazy people at some past Super Bowls. But it's going to be the weekend at the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay on February 7th. It's definitely going to be interesting. A very interesting set of 20 questions. A very good job by Connor and Jake answering all these questions on time before the show started. Once again, we feel bad that we recorded the show here today. And unfortunately, the show just never saved on my MacBook computer for some reason, which is very unfortunate. But fortunately, I said, you know what, guys, I want to record the show. We had a very good show here today. So I'm basically explaining to you everything that we talked about here. Week 15, all the balls. It was a very good show today, probably one of our best. And unfortunately, you guys can't hear it, but you can hear some of it right now. Now it's time for our picks, our locks, our predictions of the week. As you all know, we do this every single week. We do our bold predictions, our upsets, our locks, picks of the week. We go through all the games. After last night's Patriots-Rams game, the updated standings are Jake actually said that the Rams would win last night. Me and Connor said that the Patriots would win. Unfortunately, we got that game wrong. So the updated standings going into Sunday's games, Jake is 123-70. 
He has a four-game lead on the standings as I stand at 119 and 74. And then Connor is not as bad as he was doing at the beginning of the year, but he still has some catching up to do. Connor is currently 115 and 78. So he stands eight games behind Jake, four games behind me in the standings, and I am four games behind Platter as he is currently in first place. I will be telling you who we all picked for this week's games. Here we go. On the schedule, we have seven 1 o'clock games. The first game is the Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Miami Dolphins. Connor, of course, is still flipping that stupid coin, whether it lands on heads or tails. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Me and Connor, excuse me, me and Jake were actually thinking with our brains here. We both said that the Kansas City Chiefs would win this game. Connor went with the Miami Dolphins. Listen, I don't think the Miami Dolphins have a shot to win this game. I think the Chiefs should win this one by double digits. I don't see the Dolphins slowing down this Kansas City offense. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, I think they're all going to be a little too much for this Miami Dolphins defense to handle. So me and Jake go with the Chiefs. Connor goes with the Dolphins. On to game number two, the Minnesota Vikings have a very important game at Raymond James Stadium down in Tampa Bay, Florida against the Buccaneers. This is my lock of the week. I'm going with the Buccaneers. I don't see Tom Brady losing to Minnesota. This is a Vikings defense that has a pretty good defense against the run, but their secondary has been absolutely dismal this season. I think Tom Brady's going to light up this Vikings defense. I think the Buccaneers should be able to score 30-plus points in this game. Jake also agrees with me. He did pick Tampa Bay as well. Of course, Connor disagreeing with us. Connor thinks that the Minnesota Vikings are going to pull this game out of their asses this weekend. On to the next game, the Tennessee Titans facing off against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is actually my survivor pool pick of the week. I am still alive in the survivor pool, thank God. All three of us, me, Connor, and Jake, all think the Titans are going to beat the Jaguars in this game. I don't think it's going to be that close. The Jaguars are coming off a good performance against the Minnesota Vikings last week. I think the Tennessee Titans are mad. They did not play good against the Cleveland Browns this last game, and I think the Tennessee Titans are going to win this game pretty easily. I think they should win this one by double digits, and I think Derrick Henry is going to explode in this contest. Next up on the schedule, we have the Denver Broncos visiting the Carolina Panthers, and I went with Carolina in this game. I think this is going to be a pretty close game. Carolina is coming off a bye. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to have a very good performance in this one. Christian McCaffrey, of course, is not playing again, so Mike Davis will be the man in the backfield for the Carolina Panthers. Connor actually, of course, went with Denver in this game. Jake agreed with me and also went with the Carolina Panthers. And we, Me and Jake just don't think that Denver really has a shot. I think Denver hit their peak this season. They did play pretty good football in the last couple of weeks. They played good against Kansas City. They obviously played good when they beat the Patriots, but I just, me and Jake don't think that Denver has a shot to beat Carolina in this game. Connor thinks Denver. So Connor disagreeing with me and Jake to start off these one o'clock games. Next one o'clock game up on the schedule. Again, of course, Connor disagreeing with me and Jake. It's the Arizona Cardinals and Kyla Murray facing off against, it sounds like Daniel Jones is going to be active, going to be the number one quarterback for the Giants this weekend down in the Meadowlands. Connor went with the Giants in this game. Jake went with the Arizona Cardinals, and I also went with the Arizona Cardinals. Like I said before in the show, I don't think Kyler Murray is 100% healthy, but this is a game that the Arizona Cardinals must win. Right now, they're on the outside looking into the playoffs. They're not playing their best football right now. The New York Giants, on the other hand, they're playing very good. Joe Judge has done a phenomenal job with that team so far this season. They're playing great defense, but I just don't think they're going to have enough energy enough momentum in this game to stop the Arizona Cardinals attack. I think the Cardinals could also put up about 30 points in this game, and I think Arizona is going to beat the New York Giants. Our last two 1 o'clock games of the week consist of the Houston Texans traveling to Soldier Field in Chicago to go up against the Chicago Bears. And finally, all three of us do, actually all three of us agreed on the Tennessee game, but all three of us agree on this game as well. We all have Houston winning this game. Chicago's a team that started the season off very strongly, but I said to Jake, listen, the Chicago Bears have a tough schedule. At some point, things are going to go sideways, and boy, things have gone sideways the last four or five weeks for this football team. They have not played good football. I think Deshaun Watson just has a little too much on offense. David Johnson is not playing in this game, unfortunately. 
because of COVID, I'm pretty sure, and Brandon Cooks is probable for the Texans in this game. I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think the Chicago Bears have a chance to stop this Houston Texans offense, and I think this game might be a little high, pretty high scoring than people think. I think Chicago can get some points in this game against a poor Texans defense, but all three of us agree that the Houston Texans will beat the Chicago Bears in this one. Our last 1 o'clock game of the week consists of pretty two bad football teams. It's the Dallas Cowboys traveling to face the Cincinnati Bengals. Listen, it's Andy Dalton up against Brandon Allen. The reason Cincinnati loses this game, their quarterback's Brandon Allen. I don't think he's that good. I don't think Andy Dalton's that good either. I don't think the Cowboys are good. I don't think the Bengals are good. This is a pretty bad game. I think this game's going to be fairly close, but I think the Dallas Cowboys do win this game just because of Brandon Allen. Once again, I don't think he's a good quarterback. Andy Dalton is going up against his former team in this game, actually. So Andy Dalton might have some a little extra to push for in this one. He might might want to win this game for his family. He's been with Cincinnati for basically his entire career for this game. He's going to want to win this game for his kids. He's going to want to win this game for everybody. And I think the Dallas Cowboys do win this game. Michael Gallup gets in the end zone in this one. Connor, of course, disagrees with me and Jake. He thinks that the Cincinnati Bengals will win this football game as me and Jake have the Cowboys. Next up on the schedule, we have two games that are kicking off at 4.05. The first one is the New York Jets at the Seattle Seahawks. And you'll, you'll be foolish if you pick the New York Jets in this game. Me, Connor, Jake, we all have the Seattle Seahawks winning this game easily. I said I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle wins this game by at least 20 points. Seattle is not playing their best football lately, but listen, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you think these guys are going to lose to the New York Jets? I would be absolutely stunned if Seattle loses this football game, but even more stunned if the Jets get their first one of the season against a Seattle Seahawks team that's just not playing their best football lately. So me, Connor, and Jake agreeing on our third game of the week, all picking the Seattle Seahawks in this game. Next up is actually the first game that me and Jake will disagree on for the week. A very good game at 4.05. It's the Indianapolis Colts at Derek Carr in the Las Vegas Raiders. Connor and Jake said that the Las Vegas Raiders are going to win this game. They believe in Derek Carr. And honestly, I just don't believe in Derek Carr. I think Phillip Rivers is going to have a very good game. The reason why I think the Colts win this football game is I just think the defense is going to be a little too tough for Derek Carr to handle in this one. I don't think the Raiders have a very good offense. Doesn't sound like Josh Jacobs is going to be back this week. I think the Colts' defense is going to be the major difference in this game. T.Y. Hilton's playing better football as of late. Michael Pittman's been a very a very good player for the Indianapolis Colts this season. And I just think the Colts' defense is going to be a little too much for the, the Vegas Raiders to handle. So I have the Colts winning this game. Connor and Jake have the Raiders. Next up, we have four games that are kicking off at 425, starting with the Green Bay Packers traveling to Detroit to face the Detroit Lions. Connor, of course, I don't know how, but he has the Detroit Lions winning this game. Coming off a win in Darrell Bevel's head coaching performance after Matt Patricia got fired. So Connor's going with the Lions in this game. Me and Jake just said to each other, how are the Green Bay Packers going to lose this game? And it's pretty simple. They're not going to lose this game. You have Aaron Rodgers. You have guys on offense like Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. The Detroit Lions really aren't that healthy. Kenny Galladay's not going to play in this one. DeAndre Swift is questionable. And whether DeAndre Swift plays or doesn't, I don't think it's going to matter. I think the Green Bay Packers win this game pretty easily. This should win by double digits. So me and Jake agree Green Bay is going to win. And Connor, of course, he's going with the Detroit Lions in this game. Next up on the schedule, it is the New Orleans Saints traveling to Philadelphia to face the Philadelphia Eagles. Listen, it's Jalen Hurts is basically, he's making his debut. He's making his NFL starting debut in this game. Connor believes in Jalen Hurts. He believes in the Philadelphia Eagles. Connor is picking the Philadelphia Eagles to win this football game. Me and Jake are both going with the New Orleans Saints. I just think the Saints have a little much too much firepower on offense against an Eagles defense that's really not performing up to expectations this season. I think the Saints are going to win this game. I think it's going to be fairly close. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a one-possession game. This was my bold prediction of the week. I think that Jalen Hurts is going to throw for over 250 passing yards in this game. I think he's going to rush for over 40 yards in this game. And I think the Saints are still going to win, but I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a hell of an NFL debut 
So me and Jake have the Saints winning this one. And, of course, Connor's going to disagree with us again. seems like Connor's disagreeing for every single game this week. Connor has the Eagles winning. Up next, it's the Atlanta Falcons and the Los Angeles Chargers. This is a game, if you're the betting person, I would definitely go with the over in this game. I think it could be very high scoring, even though Julio Jones is out for the Falcons in this game. The Chargers are coming off a terrible performance against the Patriots where they scored zero points. I think Matt Ryan's going to have a great game. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a great game. I wouldn't be surprised if both quarterbacks, I think they're both going to throw for over 300 yards in this one. Calvin Ridley should have a monster game in this one. I'm going to have to disagree with Connor and Jake. Connor and Jake both think that the Chargers are going to bounce back from losing to the Patriots and winning this football game. But I think I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think it's going to matter that Julio Jones is out. I think Todd Gurley is a guy that's also he could have a good game if he looks like he's healthy in this one. I just think this Atlanta Falcons offense is too much for the Chargers without Julio Jones. Watching the game against the Patriots, the Chargers flat out stink. Their defense is terrible, their offense is bad, and their special teams is probably the worst in the National Football League. I think Atlanta wins this game, another game that could come to come down to the wire. Connor and Jake go with the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Me and Jake only disagreeing with two games this week, actually. The Colts Raiders and this one, the Falcons and the Chargers. And finally, our last 425 game of the week, the Washington football team is playing at the San Francisco 49ers. Then this is a game that could be very interesting. Another game that I think could be very close. Connor has his faith in the Washington football team this week. It seems like Connor goes with the Washington football team every week. So Connor thinks the Washington football team is going to win this one. Me and Connor, me and Jake, excuse me, think that the 49ers are going to win this game. Listen, I think I think they're going to win this game to get the home field advantage. I, I don't believe in Alex Smith. I really don't. I've watched him a couple times. I think he's a good quarterback. I just don't believe in him. I think this 49ers team is better from top to bottom than the Washington football team is. I don't think Nick Mullins is the best quarterback in the world, but I think he's good enough to give the Washington football team a loss in this one. Listen, I think this is a game that, like I said, could come down to the wire, but Jake agrees with me. Both of us have the 49ers winning this one. Our game of the week is on Sunday night football. The Pittsburgh Steelers are traveling to Buffalo to face the Bills. Two of the best teams besides the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. This is going to be a great football game. And believe it or not, all three of us think the same team is going to win this game. Who do you think it is? Well, all three of us think that the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game. I think the Steelers are going to lose their second straight. And it's not a matter of whether the Steelers are a bad football team because we all know that the Steelers are a good team. I think it's just going to come down to who has the ball last in this one. And I think Josh Allen in this offense is legit. I think this is a legit Super Bowl contender this season. Josh Allen's playing some unbelievable football. He has some great receivers in Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs. Tight end Dawson Knox, I said on the show earlier, I think Dawson Knox gets into the end zone in this game. We will see what happens. This Pittsburgh Steelers defense is great. They're a great defense. I just don't think they have enough in the regular season right now to beat this Buffalo Bills football team. Josh Allen's going to have a great game. I think Cole Beasley could have a great game. I think Dawson Knox, like I said, could get in the end zone. And Connor and Jake agree with me. They think that the Buffalo Bills will beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is going to be a great game on Sunday night. This is all three of our games of the week. And finally, the last game, Monday Night Football, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens going up against Baker Mayfield in the Cleveland Browns. And once again, all three of us agree that the Baltimore Ravens are going to beat the Cleveland Browns. I think Lamar Jackson is going to say that he's back again in this football game. I think Lamar Jackson is going to put his foot down on this Cleveland Browns defense and see what is up. He's going to show that this league, that he is still the man. This Baltimore Ravens team can still make a run if they do make the playoffs. Cleveland Browns are a problem. They're 9-3. and three. They're a great team. I think this is going to be another great Monday night football game. I just think the Baltimore Ravens have a little too much in the tank, and I think Lamar Jackson is going to be the main reason why. He's going to have a great game on Monday night, and I think that's the main reason why these Baltimore Ravens will beat the Cleveland Browns. It's going to be very interesting to see what these running backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, do against a very good Baltimore Ravens run defense, as you saw with Ezekiel Elliott 
against the Baltimore Ravens in their last game. But me, Connor, and Jake all agree. We all think that the Baltimore Ravens are going to win this football game. Before we sign off here today, we have our fantasy football questions of the week. Thank you to Mike Craddy, thank you to Matt Doran, and thank you to Jacob Siegel for submitting your fantasy football questions of the week. And before I get to those three questions, I'm going to have to tell you guys, happy Hanukkah once again. Last night was technically night two. Tonight is now night three. But for all of those of you that celebrate, happy Hanukkah. Light your candles, open your presents, sing the Jewish song. Once again, happy Hanukkah. Me and Jake are Jewish. Connor, happy Hanukkah to you, even though you're not Jewish. Merry Christmas. We'll be saying that in a couple weeks. Happy New Year. But once again, for all of those, all of the people out there that do celebrate, happy Hanukkah. Open the presents, light the menorah, do all your Hanukkah festivities as we kick off all the balls week 16. Don't forget next week on all the balls is our NBA prediction special. We'll be giving you our awards, our first team, our second team, our rookie team. What are the Boston Celtics going to do this year? What are the Chicago Bulls going to do this year? What are the Minnesota Timberwolves going to do this year? You'll find out all that information next week. Before we sign off here today, don't forget next week that will be happening on all the balls. All right. Our fantasy football mailbag. Jacob Siegel submitted the first question of the week. He wants to know who you should start this week. Should you start Justin Herbert against the Atlanta Falcons? Or do you go with Tom Brady against the Minnesota Vikings? And listen, me, Connor, and Jake said you can't go wrong with any of these choices. Justin Herbert has a great matchup against Atlanta. Tom Brady has a great matchup against Minnesota. Connor and Jake are leaning more towards Justin Herbert this week. I said I'd go with Tom Brady just because that Minnesota Vikings secondary really isn't that good. But once again, whether it's Justin Herbert, whether it's Tom Brady, you can't go wrong. But Connor and Jake do give the slight edge to Herbert. I'm going to give the slight edge to my man, Tom Brady, in this game against the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. Next question comes from Matt Doran. He had a different question this week. He said he has a football team that's starting the playoffs this week that has Derrick Henry, Todd Gurley, and Tyler Lockett on his team. And on his bench, he has Leonard Fournette, Latavius Murray, and Chase Edmonds. He wants to know if he should start Leonard Fournette, Latavius Murray, or Chase Edmonds. But in order to do that, he'll have to take out Tyler Lockett, Derrick Henry, and Todd Gurley. And me, Connor, and Jake all have the same answer. No, no, no. Matt, you got Derrick Henry on your team. You got Todd Gurley on your team. You got Tyler Lockett on your team. You can't take any of these guys out. These are great fantasy football players. And like Jake said earlier in the show, these guys got you to the fantasy football playoffs. You can't substitute Henry, Gurley, and Lockett with Fournette, Murray, and Edmonds. Our answer is no to this question, Matt. Stick with the guys that got you to the playoffs in the first place. Next up, our final fantasy football question mailbag of the week. Mike Craddy wants to start one of these receivers. He can only start one of these guys between these four. He has Tim Patrick going up against Carolina. He has Kiki Cutie up against Chicago, however you pronounce his last name. He has Brashad Perriman going up against the Seattle Seahawks. And he has Michael Gallup going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody went with a different guy for this. Jake went with Brashad Perriman against Seattle. Connor said to start Tim Patrick. I said start Michael Gallup against the Bengals. I said that Michael Gallup has been Andy Dalton's favorite target for the last couple weeks now. I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Gallup gets in the end zone this week. I do also like Tim Patrick against Carolina. Mike Craddy, I say, the decision to me comes down to either Tim Patrick or Michael Gallup. I go with Michael Gallup in this one. Jake goes with Brashad Perriman. Connor goes with Tim Patrick. So I'm sorry, Mike. I don't think we made your decision that much easier. But if it were me... Tim Patrick and Michael Gallup over Kiki Cootie and Brashad Perriman. I go with Michael Gallup. Very good question, Mike. Thank you to Jacob. Thank you to Matt. And thank you to Mike. Don't forget, you can always submit your fantasy football mailbag questions for the last couple weeks of the season. Once again, these are different circumstances. Unfortunately, we did record the show earlier today with Connor and Jake. The recording, unfortunately, did get deleted. But it was my honor to record the show to you guys again. I hope you enjoyed it. Very good show we did here today. Unfortunately, you didn't get to hear the best part of it with Connor and Jake on it as usual, but thank you for listening. 
This is week 15 of All the Balls. I am Justin Miller. Once again, we will be back here either Thursday or Friday next week for week 16. We will keep you updated during the week. Our NBA prediction special is coming to you live next week on week 16, All the Balls. I'm very excited for it. I was very excited today that we got to do this little different segment of the show with these 20 questions. Connor and Jake, once again, did a phenomenal job. I'm sorry you couldn't hear what they had to say as we did that earlier today, but thankfully I got to record the show. What is it right now? It is currently 2.21 in the morning on Saturday, December 12th, and thankfully I got this in just in time. This was Week 15, All the Balls. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the football games on Sunday. We got some great matchups. Sunday night we have a great matchup with the Steelers and the Bills. Monday night, a great matchup with the Ravens-Browns. Sunday, we get the Vikings and the Buccaneers. We will talk to you next week on Week 16, All the Balls. Our NBA prediction special is coming to you next week. Do not forget, we will remind you during the week. Once again, Jake Platter and Connor Howe, they're probably sleeping right now, but I'll say goodnight for them. Once again, I'm Justin Miller. Thank you for listening. This is Week 15, All the Balls. We will see you next week for Week 16. Good night, everybody.